When there's a friend over and then they say, well, you know, my dad's really big and strong and he's such a strong daddy. Oh, when they call you strong, you're like, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Be cool. Act like, like you've been there before. <laughs> Dad, how did you get so strong? Come sit on my knee and I'll spin you a yarn. Okay, so okay. let's so, yeah. record the intro now. Just so what is Milkless? Because we, I think we start with the name. Two dads. We love our kids. But then we also need them to know that we're like pretty cool and it's not like a wimpy podcast. So, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Milkless. Hey, welcome. Hey, 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 Milkless. Call the audience, Milkless. What's up, Milkless? <laughs> Matt, Max, coming at you. What if that's it? <laughs> How's our first take? This episode of Milkless, the final episode of season one, episode 20, we're going to do a hot takes. This is going to be kind of a fun one. Just what we love about being dads. We spent a lot of time this season talking about how hard it is, but man, it can be pretty great too. Here we go. All right, Matt, today we're doing a hot takes episode about things we love about being a dad. It's really good to keep this type of stuff in mind. Yeah, when it's hard. Exactly. So we're gonna, these are going to be our high watermarks, something that we you know, never forget uh, when, when you're in the, the depths of darkness crying on your knees <laughs> when they won't go to sleep yeah this is gonna be our last episode of the first season we're gonna be back in like a month and we'll keep doing stuff on social media in the interim but it felt like a nice way to cap it because i feel like a lot of times when you hear people talk about parenting it is either a bitch fest or oh the majesty and beauty it's like nah it's both all right what's what's uh what's something you love about being a dad all right here's something i wish people had told me that's good it is so fucking funny I, we laugh harder. Like babies are so funny. Kids are just goofy and they say just random shit. And like, I have never laughed so much in my life. It's so good, especially when they're learning to talk. Like I remember one of our kids when he was learning to talk and he was going to the bathroom, he comes out and we're with like friends. I'm like, how did it go, bud? In the bathroom, he goes, yeah, I go to my balls a little bit. <laughs> Just the, the incorrect usage of, of goad. goad. <laughs> I go to my balls a little bit. <laughs> it's just oh shit like that God. is so good. It's so it's good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. pro tip for everyone. And if you're not doing this, you should. Have a note thing in your phone, whether it's Apple Notes or email yourself stuff, a thing for each child for a thing that they remember. I have a friend um, my friend Jeff Margulies, his dad told me to do this before we had kids when we were expecting. He's like, get a little book and write it down. You think you're going to remember this funny shit? You will not remember this funny shit. Yeah. And now I have like pages and pages of shit. So when they oh, say it's it, so good. you have to write this stuff down. You got to write it down. Yeah. For a rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. That's good. I need to start doing that more. Something I really like is like when, uh, you give your kid a compliment of some kind and they get overcome with joy mm. and they like smile so hard mm-hmm. that it's not like they're not patronizing you like, thanks, dad. Like you say something and, and it it's different triggers for different kids. But sometimes it's something so simple like so that they don't think they're good at. And you're like, dude, like that was like really a good job. Like I can't believe you did that. And they kind of like – like. <laughs> That feeling is just like when you see them so happy. My daughter will do this thing when you really get her. She'll literally go. (laughs) She'll squeal. 
it's so I've seen good. her do that. I can picture that. It's so good. Or when your kid laughs so hard. Oh, so good. When they learn how to like lose their mind. Like I don't know if your your daughter's probably just at the age, your older daughter, where they she ever like lost it where she can't breathe. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is the best. That happened for us around four and a half, maybe, maybe five. That's when because they they laugh when they're three months old. Yeah. But when they can get the the case of the giggles like where tickles, yeah. And you're doing some sort of joke or some sort of shtick, and then they do the thing where adults do, when you think of it again or see it again, they go deeper into a thing where they cannot <laughs> yeah, breathe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I love listening to music with my daughter. Mm. And like we gotta listen to a lot of her favorites, get a lot of run, but like playing new songs for her. I also music for me somehow like cues me into being present. So sometimes I like mm-hmm. score the moment. Like I remember one time she woke up really late and I put on the Spanish guitar song and we're out there looking at the stars and, mm-hmm. and then sometimes we just like fucking bump it at the club. Cause that's my daughter's favorite kind of music and just sing our faces off and drum in the car. And like, it's so great. Like three weeks ago I put on Fleetwood Mac. Oh, nice. And they're like, what is this? And I'm like, is there more from this person? And our five-year-old just turned six and there was a birthday party. I'm like, what do you want to listen to, bro? He's like, put on Fleetwood Mac. Stevie. Stevie. He's <laughs> like, Stevie. I'm like, Jesus. This is great. The other parents are like, what did he just say? Who is this child? He's like, Gypsy first. Gypsy. <laughs> I love as a dad when you introduce something to your one of your children or all your children and they love it. Like you love it. Mm. We try our best not to be a parent that shoves stuff down our kid's throat. But at the end of the day, they are our genes. And there's a good chance that they would like what we like. Mm -hmm. I love when that happens, when you introduce them to Fleetwood Mac or something that you liked. And then they're obsessed with it. There's There's a level of like proudness. And you can then relate. Yeah, you see yourself in them. Yeah. Because how many times are we trying to get our kids to do something? Like, Yeah. You guys got to do this. Go play outside. Get your shoes on. So much of it is like that. And when they are the ones driving something, there's just no better feeling. I am a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. I just love talking about just the, you know, the beauty. Of the, like, I just, I'm such a sap in that way. Mm-hmm. I have trouble finding other adults to indulge in that. But my daughter, I can just fucking go there. I can just be like, you see that star? That light came from 200 years ago. Yeah. That star is so big, you can't even... No, hold on. It's reminding me of a song. Let me put on this song. Let's listen to the song and watch this star. Yeah. If there were any grown-up that I did that with, they'd be like, you're weird. <laughs> but my daughter's just like, yeah. And so I get to be a romantic with her. Well, that's also so good for yours and your, your, your daughter's relationship. And the funny thing is, is I do that a lot with our kids too. The exact same shit you're talking about, especially about space, the universe, numbers, infinity. The only problem is they always want to fucking do it at night. Yeah. I'm like, bro, why don't we do this in the morning? Yeah. I'll do this all day with you on a Saturday. <laughs> it's almost like they maybe know that I'll indulge thought-provoking questions. <laughs> there was one night when I was like, okay, maybe it's time to go to bed. And she just goes, oh, but what about the beauty of the room? <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> Shut up. No, don't sound like that. Was she making fun of you or trying to get you going? Both. It was both. She was trying to get me going, but she was also like doing a bit. It was really funny. Oh, that's funny. I love when the kid lays on my chest. 
either on the couch or if they crawl into bed, bonus points if you can hold two at once. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes you get a third in the middle. Dog pile. That is fun to like hold them when you aren't trying to do something. Yeah. You're not answering a work email. You don't have anywhere to be. Yeah. You know, that like long, letting them stay on you, but it's like being the, the last one to to let go of the hug or something. Yeah. And I realized like th- they only like me for my warmth. <laughs> I'm like, why do you always like being on daddy over mommy? And they're like, cause you're hotter. Don't let it go to your head, dad. <laughs> yeah. My kids are just cats. There's something about, and I kind of, it's funny. I love and hate it, but the way you're just the furniture, yeah. the baby, the 11 month old will just step on my trachea to reach something. Yeah, yeah. Cause she's just like, yeah, you're just there and you'll be fine. But just the, level of physical comfort yeah. is totally different than any other relationship in your life. Well, you're like a Mufasa and then like the baby lion yeah. biting your ear and you're just like, oh, I'm so big and dad-like. And then every once in a while they just crush your balls and you're like, God damn it, yeah. get a little less physically <laughs> yeah. comfortable with me. Yeah, yeah, but that feeling of just guileless physical intimacy is not something you don't even have with your wife. Right, because then it, it turns into something with the wife. Hopefully. <laughs> Oh, I love, and this is a, I say this often, but it is often true. This is, I think, another way in which my wife has been a good influence on me. My wife is so good at trying to get into the head of babies. She really sees, and I through her have learned to see babies as people Mm -hmm. who are just figuring everything out and um, watching them learn stuff and put stuff together is so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. The baby recently, we realized that, um, she thought high fives were just collaborative clapping. Mm-hmm. So whenever like my older daughter and I would high five, she'd start clapping. Yeah. She'd be like high fiving herself basically. And then from there, like teaching her to do a high five. And then we were in this hotel hallway and my older daughter was just sprinting up and down the hallway. And every time she'd run by my younger daughter would like reach her hand out for the run by high five. If you just really try to think like, what are you trying to piece together right now? Cause you're almost always trying to piece something together. Mm-hmm. Watching that learning is just fucking wild. They got to learn everything. You know, we all kind of feel like we're maybe we're 18 inside mm-hmm. and you're kind of like pretending to be an adult. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that feeling when you're like, I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm a grown up. Because <laughs> the kids see you that way. Yeah. Like they, I, I sometimes tell them like, guys, you know that I'm just like a kid that like turned into this big animal. Just making it all up. <laughs> I swear I was you. Yeah. Like look at this picture. I swear. But so when you're doing like dad things, like picking them up or like you're, I don't know, showing them something that a dad shows a kid. I like fixing like broken toys, going out to the tool shed. Yeah. Yeah. I get that feeling then. Or, or like when, when there's a friend over and then they say, well, you know, my dad's really big and strong and he, he knows how to open the jar of jelly really good. He's such a strong daddy. Oh, when they call you strong, you're like, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Be cool. Act like, like you've been there before. Dad, how did you get so strong? Come sit on my knee and I'll spin you a yarn. My daughter's like one of her best friends was over. And so I do this thing when I have an idea where I'm just like, come here, let's go. Yeah. I, I did that. It was with the two of them. Come on, let's go. And I just heard my daughter behind me just leads over to her friend. She goes, this is going to be good. And I was like, ah! <laughs> it was like the best moment of my life. The vintage is good. It has strangely professionally it used to be that like, cause I, we started the company when I was in my mid twenties and a lot of times there were people who were older and I'd see somebody who was like 50 and be like, but that's a grown up. I can't mm-hmm. like, what am I doing here? And now I'm like, 
Yeah, you took care of kids. I'm taking care of kids. We're all grownups here. I remember that when we first had kids and I was doing our company, going into big, big, big ass meetings with people 15 years older than me. When you're making small talk, if you don't have kids yet, it's like, what are you going to talk about? Like, yeah, when I got fucked up last <laughs> night in, uh, they had a, yeah. they had happy hour. Yeah. I'm obviously exaggerating, but it was nice to kind of then be like, yeah, I got, yeah, I got, I got kids. Yep. Well, my eldest. Oh, he's got multiple kids. Someone has fucked him at least twice. <laughs> I think that being a dad has reconnected me with nature in a way that I didn't anticipate. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with animals. And then I just kind of got away from it. Mm-hmm. But I read so many like animal books and dinosaur books. And as the books get more advanced, I start to learn about how miraculous the natural world is. And like, mm-hmm. this is actually how bees make honey. We start calling honey bee spit because it is actually bee spit. That was, that was vomit. Well, that's gross. Sorry. But just wanting to introduce that to my kids, yeah, I have this whole new love of the natural world and connection back to it that I'd lost. I feel like some people like you and me specifically are just kind of big kids and we've been like wearing this man suit for the last 20 years. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, cool. We get to do, uh, in Dutch we call it a knickerbahn, but it's like, I, I think it's called a marble run in English. You know what a marble run is? Huh. It's like when the marble goes down the- Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Like, oh, I get to play with that sort of thing. Like, how weird would you be at 40 years old if you didn't have kids and you had all these marble runs in your house? We probably shouldn't judge that, but we would. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like, I get to play with that. Like Hot Wheels, cars, like going around loop-de-loops. Yeah. Super fun. Just for my own shit. Here's maybe the biggest one. Outside of like loving things about my kids or experience that I have with my kids, I love that I do feel necessary. Mm-hmm. There is some existential, what's the point of my existence that really- Well, before you had to figure it out on your own. Yeah. What are you going to do, Matt? Yeah. You're going to write that movie or what? You got to do it or else your life doesn't fucking mean anything. And why does it matter? Right. Like I would even go into like, even if I do write that movie, like why does that even matter really? And then you have kids and it's just like- That's a stupid question. Right. And so the quieting of some of that existential churn has been awfully nice. It's like just a weirdly mammalian thing where it's like, what's the point? I mean, the point in the grand scheme of the history of the species is to procreate. It gives you that checkbox. And so whenever life gets stressful or something, I I do sometimes go draw on that. Like, my kids are healthy and happy. Yeah. My God. God, what am I fucking stressed about? Yeah. It gives you that grounding when you're trying to figure out your own shit. Yeah. My baseline is this. That's it. That's the stuff. And just feeling needed. Everyone wants to feel needed. And like somebody else couldn't just slot in and do what they do. Yeah. I've gotten some of that professionally, but I think a lot of people don't get to feel that professionally even. You know, a lot of people I think feel like a cog in a big machine. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten so much more of that for my kids. Like they need me. Yeah. It's a cool feeling. The reason we want to do this episode is like as humans, like so often we focus on what's wrong and what needs work. Remember this stuff. This is also true about fatherhood and parenthood. In addition to all the stuff that is hard. Yeah. God damn. There's some things about it that are just so fucking great. hundred percent. And when you're in the depths of despair and if we don't have these things that we're working towards, It's like, I'm just the slave to take care of these fucking gremlins. 
as opposed to like, no, 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 no. I'm doing this. I'm choosing this. Yeah. I love this shit. We got to remind ourselves every day why we're doing it. Yeah. Otherwise, like, I mean, how long have you gone? We talked about it on like two episodes ago or three episodes ago. How long have you gone where you're in a bad place? Too long. And the kids are a burden and you're nagging them and they're annoying you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait a minute. I'm not in fucking jail. You could abandon these kids and move to fucking Mexico in a second. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you're doing this on purpose. Yeah. So let's remember about all these fucking awesome things that we, the reason we do it. Yeah. The, these things that we get to have that are often the other side of the coin that is hard. I mean, what is hard as a parent is how bad they need you. That's one of the hardest things. But God, how bad they need you makes you feel awfully needed, doesn't it? Oh, I think the biggest thing is uh, the tax benefit. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. It's good. Kidding. Yeah. Really diffuses some of that cost for Uncle Sam. Yeah.